The nine to kind mini courses are live at laurenruthmartin.com right now. You can get your choice of either the practical self-compassion course, which is a quick 20 minute workshop on how to get more rest in your everyday life. And then also we have the procrastination and perfectionism mini course. It's five tips and tricks for getting more done on your to-do list and being more comfortable with done over perfect. You can either buy one on their own for $9 each or get the nine to kind bundle for $15 at laurenruthmartin.com. Sign up today. Welcome to the Nine to Kai podcast, where we call out our burnout habits and begin creating a life in which we can enjoy our existence beyond what we do, and we learn more about who we are. Let's go. This actually surprised me. A lot of y'all have hobbies, and I'm like, hobbies? Who is she? What are those? And in this, like, I've only been thinking about this for the past day, more top of mind, and straight from the jump, I'm realizing that hobbies were not taken seriously, if that makes sense, at least for me personally growing up. I tend to gravitate towards things that I'm good at. So I grew up doing gymnastics and then cheerleading. So any sort of outside activity that I did have outside of like what was normal for childhood beyond like school and family time and etc. It was spent doing something to achieve. And that's part of the barrier as to why I struggle with hobbies now because I like having something to work towards. Um, I even got called out on Instagram saying that like kickball could become a hobby again, but there's an element of like competition to it. And now I'm kind of realizing that hobbies may come easily for some people and for others, it may not, but also what is even the intention behind our hobbies? Like I feel like today we need to better define like what is a hobby because even on Instagram, some of y'all were sort of questioning your hobby. Like does cooking count? Does reading count? Does TV count? And so if we think about what a hobby is, and I'm going to go to the good old Google for this. Technically, I just Googled hobby, hobby, meaning it is, wow capitalism. Okay. So the definition of a hobby, um, sorry, I was saying that because if you Google hobby, like hobby lobby comes up way even before definition, it's an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. And I think that's a pretty solid definition for what a hobby is. So, I mean, if I were to think about that of like, what do I do in my leisure time? It would be probably watching Bravo. I enjoy it. I like like watching, like looking at memes about it. I like talking about it. It's an escape for me. So I guess that could be a hobby. I guess where I feel like I'm struggling with feeling like I have a hobby is that I think I want to learn something new and I want to learn something new that isn't tied to my, my professions. Um, I really enjoy doing this podcast. I enjoy making content and it is becoming part of what I do to market my brand. And that make that takes it out of the hobby category and puts it into a business category, which is a completely different mindset. And I think that's like why side note, you're seeing a lot of therapists sort of reevaluating their relationship with social media, because it started more than likely as a hobby, something just to sort of like promote your practice. And then now it's evolving to something even more. And so like, when I think about hobbies, and the thing that I sort of want to add to this, there is that idea of doing something for pleasure. 
However, I think we need to call ourselves out a little bit. If some of the things we're doing for pleasure, if it is like watching TV, if it is scrolling on Instagram, if it is something a little bit more sedentary and not like sedentary as in rest, but like sedentary as in we numb out and we check out, that might be worth reevaluating. So I guess I'm thinking like a nude refreshed definition of hobby would be like where you're learning something new or engaging in, and what we call in radically open DBT, we call it novelty. So and something novel where you're maybe learning something new, or you're engaged in something like doing something, learning something to refresh the brain or to get reacquainted with that process of learning. And I think that also can be for pleasure too. And it's that idea of even if like for you, a hobby is like reading a book outside, you're engaged in reading the book, like you have to pay attention to read the book and being outside gets you in nature. And it's a shift, you know, rather than staying inside on the couch and scrolling. And I'm trying to be mindful as I talk about this, because what I don't want to do is make a hobby a thing you have to achieve or add like an element of productivity to it. That's not what I'm trying to do. I am trying to make us more aware though, of how our hobbies can serve us. And we think about this with the idea of novelty and remaining in that process of becoming a and sustaining being a learner. That's really important for us maintaining openness and flexibility to help address our perfectionism, to help address our burnout, because it keeps us out of our rigid habits. It gets us out of our routines. It helps us gain perspective. And I remember back when I used to go on a walk every day with um, my dog, and that was, I could put that in the hobby category, because I would like put on a podcast, I was engaged in moving my body. And it would also as I was listening to the podcast, like I would get immersed into a story, but also it would clear some things up for me. So like I felt like my I I had a respite from my brain, but it didn't feel like I was numb or checked out. And I think like with that idea of like where some of y'all mentioned like cooking or crocheting or crafting, I think that's the beauty of engaging in creative outlets like music, crafting, cooking is because it works another side of our brain, depending on what type of job you have, or what sort of um, if you're in school, or like what you're doing with your day, it works a side of our brain that maybe we don't get in touch with. I mean, I will say the other day, I was really stressed out about something. And I just grabbed my son's markers. And I started writing out Real Housewives quotes and like different types of lettering. And I really liked that actually, um, because it combined my love for Bravo with something that was creative, but I, I was engaged in something. I wasn't good at it. The lettering was okay, but it was something that it worked a part of myself that I hadn't tapped into for a while. So hopefully this is sort of giving you an idea of better defining how a hobby can help you how it can be beneficial what's our intention of getting a hobby and also being mindful of those traps that we might get sucked in of like having these check boxes to make sure the hobby is checking all the boxes like I don't want this to be complicated and if you're anything like me like an overthinker perfectionist you tend to maybe overcomplicate these sort of things and that's like where 
a lot of hobbies really can be at our fingertips, whether that's a pen and paper and doodling again, or listening to audiobooks if we can't get to a bookstore. Um, the idea of, you know, planting or cooking, like even just like looking up different sort of salad dressings to make, like Henry makes a fantastic like Greek dressing and he just whips it up. And I I don't understand, but I'm thoroughly appreciative for it. But if we go back to the mindset, you know, there's a ton of logistical things that we could do to get inspiration, whether that's like a Pinterest board or whatever. But I want to go back to the intention. And there isn't the intention of having some incorporated leisure. And if we think about that with the nine to kind challenge, the idea of intentional self care, intentional leisure, incorporated leisure is to make this a part of your day and your routine, not necessarily a thing that you do every now and then. And so having this room for play and this room for novelty and this room for fun or just nothingness in our day to day life is so important because it's really easy to get caught up in the monetizing your hobby or to get caught up in becoming good at something or wanting that affirmation of look at this like fantastic pottery I made like there's um, another therapist in town that um, we follow each other's personal Instagrams and she like makes this beautiful pottery and she fell in love with it during I think it was during quarantine. And it was just really cool to see somebody pick up something that they genuinely enjoyed and just to have that room to just exist as a human. And I think that's like where this can really come into play with our values too, of really tapping into what does living values driven without achieving something look like? What does it look like to dedicate 10 to 30 minutes a day or a few times a week to something that has absolutely no end game to it. Like even if you're reading a book, like maybe not even reading like a self-improvement book, but more like a fiction book, like what can we do to bring that in? Cause I think that goes into this idea of learning to enjoy our existence and get used to just existing instead of doing So I want to know your thoughts, like feel free to DM me on Instagram or email me because I feel like this is something that if we could hold each other accountable for or maybe add this as part of the collective of brainstorming ways to get hobbies in, I think this could be something really big for us. Before you head out, please rate, review, subscribe, share this podcast. I would love to get to 10,000 listens and 50 reviews by the end of the year. We're coming in to the home stretch, so I would appreciate it so much. And if you do review it, screenshot me your review, DM it to me on Instagram, and I would love to send you just some happies uh, for doing that. Have the week you're going to have. I will see y'all next week.